It's time for this week in high school baseball. As Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents this week in high school baseball. We're on the phone with the Kyoto, uh, yeah, the Kyoto Chief. Uh, welcome to the program, Coach. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's Dustin McCombs, uh, coach of the Kyoto Eagles baseball team. Uh, we're going to review a little bit about what you did last week and talk about uh, the, the games coming up this week and where we can see you. All righty. So, how was last week? Well, we ended up going three and one last week. Good competition there. We we end up uh, our game we lost was to uh, New London, who oh. was ranked sixth in the state, and then they just actually beat Key Lansing the day after they beat us, uh, ten to nothing. So we we fared better than Key Lansing did. So. Well, but, uh, I, I was hearing from uh, Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union uh, that they were incredibly talented. Oh, yeah. They are extremely, extremely good. And, uh, no, they just uh, – I, I, I really thought we had – I actually thought we had the game one, and we kind of had a bad inning there in the fifth. We were up three to eight, and the fifth inning, uh, things didn't go our way. So we kind of had a few errors, and – Gave up the lead and they end up getting us thirteen to eight. So they, I mean, they played their excellent team. So couldn't be couldn't be too upset about it. But if we, I think we would have cleaned it up and played, you know, our best game. I think that was we would have won that one. But but uh, yeah, they they excellent team over there. Well, it sounds like you had a, a real hard fought game against uh, one of the uh, the state's best. But it looks like you got three three other wins. Let's hear about those. Yep, we uh. Went to Lone Tree. We played Lone Tree. Actually, this is the first time I've got to play at Lone Tree because we've had them scheduled, but it seems like every year we're supposed to play there. It rains out, and then we don't ever get to get over there. But we played uh, played over there, and uh, actually it rained the entire time. rained almost the entire game. Uh, we had really – I mean, it was, it was a tough game too. It was a 3-0 win, and uh, – no, we've had. I mean, they're they're a pretty solid team there. They switched pitchers a lot on us and kind of made it made it difficult for us to get comfortable. So they they did a good job there. And um, Caden Clarehan pitched that game and did pretty pretty well. And then we brought in uh, Aiden McGuire to finish it off. And I mean, never never can be too upset about uh, having two pitchers come in and not give up any runs. So. So it's always good when we're not letting anybody score on us. So, um, then we had Iowa Valley on uh, Monday, and Iowa Valley they they they're, they were tougher than we kind of expected them to be. And won five to two against them. Um, we had we had uh, Aiden Anderson pitch that game, and Aiden. Aiden didn't give up any runs to start off, and then we put Cole in there at the end, and he gave up. It gave up two. So, but uh, we played really well. We're start. I mean, our bats are starting to get going. So, I mean, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. I think. I think we figure out our fielding will be really, really, really tough to beat. So, that's the big one for us. And then we played Bell Plain on Friday for the second time. So, Bell Plain eleven to. 11 to two, I think the first time we played him and 
this time we beat them um, four to four to six. So, which four to six with four unearned runs. So it's kind of a kind of tough for us to, uh, you know, win games where we're giving up four runs or you know for free. So we're kind of that's our big thing we're working on right now is fielding because we're young. We've got, we've got the players who can make the plays, but we just don't have the confidence to, you know stay mentally strong. So that's, that's our, our big one right now, is just trying to get our kids to be mentally strong enough to make plays. Well, uh, playing four games a week is good for the hitters' timing. You know, they get to see a lot of bats, and they're they're uh, not taking a lot of days off, so they're consistently in there. But it can be kind of tough on a, a pitching staff. How many pitchers did you have to go through in that four games? Um, we used five different pitchers. We used our – Three, we use our three regular starters of uh, Aiden Anderson, Colt Clarehan, and uh, and Caden Clarehan, and then we had uh, Aiden McGuire and uh, Cole Kindred and relief from on all the games. So, yep, we use five pitchers, and I mean most one A schools aren't aren't lucky enough to have five pitchers that are going to be able to compete in varsity baseball. But we just we're we're one of the lucky ones, I guess. Well, before we get into talking about next week, I want to hear about some of your defensive standouts last week and then some of your offensive standouts. Oh, defensive standouts. Uh, it's, it's hard to say we have much defensive standout. We, pitching is what really, really shut them down. I mean, that, that was that was what stood out for us as pitching and our outfield as a whole did really, really well. Um, our infield, um, we – made some, some routine plays, but then we, you know, also had some struggles with some routine plays. So we, I think our, our entire outfield did a great job with, uh, with, uh, Chase Aaron and Dalton Dodd and Tanner Waterhouse out there. They all three did excellent job, you know, throughout well, the whole week. And well, who was barreling uh, up the, the, the ball with the bat and driving in some runs for you this week? Um, well, really we've, Everybody's hitting the ball really well. It's hard. It's hard to pick one one kid out right now because we're. I mean, on Friday against Bell Plain, we had one strikeout, so we're hitting the ball really, really, really well. We're putting it in play and you know helping us move runners around. But uh, it's one. It's kind of one of those weeks that I was thrilled to go three to one for the fact that uh, we're hitting the ball really, really hard just straight to people. So I mean, when you're got a kid who's you know hits a hard line drive to straight at the left fielder, you go, well, you know, it's hard. So is there so, any, uh, any of the players on the opponent teams that kind of stood out, looked like it's pretty good talent to you? Oh, uh, well, other than New London's entire team, that <laughs> <laughs> it seems like uh, they, they don't have much weaknesses over there. Uh, um, no, no, Bell Plains catcher played well. I'm not sure what his name was, but he, he played pretty well. Um, he threw threw one of our guys out, and he was doing a good job of keeping keeping him close. Um, really, there wasn't really a lot to go off of. I guess I guess we kind of pitching wise, it's it, we we. It seems like our pitching staff is so good right now that it's hard to to really go off hitters because a lot of them aren't barreling them, you know, really barreling our pitchers up. So it's hard to say that we really faced really great batters except for you know new london who you know hit i think they had 10 base hits against us so they they played really really well but uh yeah i think i think 
I think New London's pretty much entire team, and other than that, I don't really. Well, uh, a lot of really, real good talent that we played. I guess. What's the uh, What's the week ahead look like, and uh, what's the pitching uh, rotation going to be? Um. Well, we're starting off with uh, Montezuma at Montezuma, and uh, that'll be Caden Clarahan's start, and then uh, Aiden McGuire will get the finish on that one, and then we've got. Uh, We've got BGM, and that'll be Aiden Anderson's start. Uh, it'll be Wednesday, and that'll be the start of our um, six-game home stretch. So we'll get six home games, which will be nice since we played. I think we, I think we've played seven away games so far, and only three home games. So we'll uh, we got the BGM and Anderson. We get the start there, and that'll be a tough fought game. And then we go to or stay home for Eddieville Blakesburg, a non-conference game on Thursday. And that'll be a fun one, fun one to watch, I think. I mean, Eddieville's a little bit bigger than us, well, a lot bigger than us, but it'll be a good game. And Colton, Clarehan, we'll get the start on that one. And then uh, on Friday, we have Colfax Mingo, and that'll be the uh, Caden Clarehan's game to start again. So. You mentioned uh, Montezuma. Is that Burgess kid that, that does he play baseball? He's so good at football and basketball. Um, he always has, but he actually uh, he left early this year for uh, football. He's going to he's he left early for college. Yeah, I thought so he got a scholarship to Upper Iowa, I think. But uh, yep, yeah. Well, uh, I probably I probably wouldn't miss facing him. He's a pretty good athlete. So oh yeah, he, I mean he's. He's gave us trouble in the past. I mean, he's he's pretty good. He was always a good, pretty good pitcher and pretty good hitter. So, well, coach, congratulations on a, a an outstanding uh, last week, and uh, we look forward to hearing from how you did this week. Thanks for being on the program. All right, thank you very much. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as we continue our coverage of this week in baseball, high school edition. Henshaw uh, Trailer, Henshaw uh, Trailer Sales of Richland Island presents high school baseball. We've got Coach Lee Crawford of the Sigourney Savages uh, undefeated season so far. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, thanks, Round Guy, for having us. So, tell me about uh, you had you played a, you only had two games, had some rainouts or something this week. Yeah, we had a rainout on uh, Tuesday. We were supposed to play at Seymour, and uh, that kind of got their field. Southern Iowa must have got a little more rain than us, and uh, made their field unplayable. So we didn't get to play Tuesday, and then. Uh, Came back Wednesday with Bell Plain. So, uh, uh, tell us about the two games you did play, and it sounds like you won them both. Yeah, yes, sir, we did. So, uh, who did you play, and uh, how the games come out? Okay, we played uh, we played at Bell Plain on Wednesday. Uh, we started Bo Schmidt, who you saw at Kyoto. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of a rough patch in that game. Probably, probably brought him back too soon after pitching. Oh, uh, you know, I think he pitched that Friday, and I think he pitched like 105 pitches. So we we brought him right away after his four days rest, and it's probably he needed an extra day or two. But we brought him in to pitch right away, and we pitched uh, Clay Morris, and then uh, Max Phillips came in and, and pitched the last three innings, and kind of limited the limited a scrappy uh, Bell Plane team. Bell Plane was very good at putting the ball in play and making plays, and just uh, was real real scrappy with us as far as. Uh, uh, you know, scoring runs and doing those things. Um, but, uh, you know, our our lineup kind of, you know, came alive. We scored five runs in the first inning and 
we thought, you know, the game's kind of un- in control and the belt playing just kept uh, chipping away and chipping away. And we, we did have some errors in the infield, which was kind of, you know, something you don't see from us, but we had to kind of weather the storm through it a little bit. And then we scored uh, some runs in between and, you know, battled back a little bit. And I think we were down 12 to 10 going into the top of the seventh and scored five runs and ended up, uh, ended up winning by three. So kind of a good road test for us for, with a scrappy bell playing team and uh, just a good mental test for us uh, getting that win. Um, and then we played uh, English Valley again on Friday at home. Uh, we pitched uh, Reed Molnex, a sophomore for us. Usually plays left field. He came in and pitched. Uh, I believe he ended up only giving up one hit uh, and struck out 12 against English Valley in that Woo! game. And um, the bats were bats were really alive for us. We 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 uh, had a lot of singles and doubles. And no home runs on the night, but we we ran the bases really well and made some things happen there. And um, you could just tell our energy level was different from Wednesday, and the kids were you know, having fun and, and ready to play. So. Well, uh, do you get, do you have any defensive players that could that stood out in them two games? Uh, you know, but you know, I got to give a lot of credit to Reed Malnex. I mean, when you strike out uh, 12 and in five innings, there's only three other balls out there that uh, one was a fly ball to center to his brother. And then a ground ball to uh, my son at second base. Uh, and then, you know, I can't even remember the last, the last, one that wasn't a strikeout. So I think we had a, a conversion on a, a possible double play. We got the first out, but not the second was the other out. So there wasn't many defensive plays in the, in the, the English Valley game. Um, we did have a, a play in the top of the seventh. I'm sorry, bottom of the seventh at Bell Plain. Uh, Bell Plain young man hit it down the right field line. And uh, my second baseman, Levi Crawford, went and ran it, ran and got it. And the Bell Plain runner tried for second base, and Levi threw him out from probably mid right field where he got the ball, threw it to our shortstop, and made the tag to give us the first out of the inning. And um, I feel like that was a big uh, confidence boost to our team, just getting that first out of the inning after, you know, a, somewhat of a bad play had happened. So, well, but any of your hitters stand out? Have any, anybody drive in a lot of runs this week? Um,. You know, thinking back, I think uh, our seniors our seniors really stepped up at Bell Plain, top of the half. Um, you know, Garrison, Levi, Cade, Cade, Bo been doing a great job. Uh, Jake Moore, actually, uh, you know, our number nine batter, I believe had two or three hits at Bell Plain. I believe he had two or three hits against English Valley and is just doing been a great job out of the nine hole, getting on base for that top of the order and uh, making some things happen there to, to help us out. Well, walk us through uh, walk us through the games this week that you got, and tell us about the pitching matchups. Okay, uh, tomorrow we uh, Koufax Mingo comes to town, um, expecting they have they're expecting trying to see their their best two pitchers. Uh, I believe they're three and two in the conference right now, or three and two overall. Um, so it'll be a decent matchup uh, Tuesday. We traveled to North Tama uh, to face the Red Hawks and uh, Coach Capriva. Uh, they have one or two guys up there that I know can pitch well. I'm not sure if we'll see one of them or not with their conference games on both sides. But they're, uh, I believe they're 7-2 and two right now, and, and people are looking at them. Uh, Wednesday, we faced an always tough North Mahaska team. 
Um, Coach Kellerman's teams are uh, notorious, very fundamentally strong, and play the game the right way. And um, they're always very coached well. So I expect a good matchup on Wednesday at home with them. And then Friday we travel to Montezuma uh, to play to play the Braves. I know they've got a decent pitcher, kind of probably waiting for us too. So four games this week. So uh, are any of them at home? What's that? Are any of those four games at home? Uh, Monday's at home, Wednesday's at home, and I believe Friday we're on the road. So two, two and two. Two, two, two games on the road and two games on the. And what you yep. said you're you're six and zero oh now. Yes, sir. We're six and zero oh right now. And. Uh, but you got the four games this week. It sounds like it's going to be a, a, a tough, a, a bit of a tough week with the, all the games at the same time and some some fairly good teams. Uh, well, yeah, but- it, will, it, it will be. Just and I think it's just uh, you know we got to we got to manage our pitching the right way with a couple of them and make sure we got some guys available at certain times. Well, Scotty Melvin and I have uh, uh, we went to Kyoto and saw you, and we had some good hamburgers. <laughs> and then we went to the Washington Demons, and we got some good hamburgers. We come over and see one of your games. What kind of hamburgers are we going to get over there? Uh, I think you get some hamburgers and hot dogs, but I think they have some uh, pretzel pretzel dots. Is that what they call those oh, things now? You're making me I hungry. I th- they got some little mini pretzel dots that you can buy and get. Put dip your dip in cheese. All right. Well, we've been talking to Coach Levi Crawford of the Sigourney Savages baseball team. Off to an undefeated season. Uh, thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for having us. Appreciate right. it, Ron Guy. We appreciate you. Welcome back to This Week in Baseball. As Henshaw Trailer Sales presents This Week in Baseball in Southeast Iowa. And we're on the phone with our very own Scotty Melvin. Well, program, Scotty. Hey, good morning. How we doing? Well, I asked you to take a look at the the schedule and look at uh, some of the games that uh, you've seen and uh, give us a preview of what's coming up. So what what do you got for us? Well, I haven't looked ahead this week uh, yet, but you had mentioned Winfield, um, and that's one that I'd like to uh, go take a look at, being they're in their first year of that, um, I guess, shared program agreement with uh, Columbus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. where I grew up, we did that for football. We did that for baseball, uh, girls' softball. And uh, it took some years for it to get off the ground. So, you know, you got two, two close-by communities. Sometimes there's a little bit of a rivalry. There could be it could be a case of bringing, uh, I don't want to say bad blood, but just uh, mixing two schools together that are used to competing against each other. There's, there's, a, there's a, a, a time period where I think they go through some growing pains and before they start clicking, but it sounds like uh, the coach you talked to over there at Winfield, uh, things are going well for them. So. Well, they, they got a good program and uh, you know, he said that like, you know, I mean, Columbus had a third baseman and uh, Winfield had a third baseman. So there was some reckoning, you know? Uh, yeah. And I think, I think that helps. And, you know, Washington's a bigger school. Uh, Waco doesn't have a baseball program at the moment. So kid that wants to play uh, down there, I believe, comes up to Washington. I know Tim Willits is playing. Um, we remember him from football for Waco, but it's just the one the one guy. So uh, there's an advantage, I think, there for, like you said, for the Winfield-Columbus uh, program because they've got pieces that they can move together. Well, uh, and then, You know, that could create some problems too, but um, I think it's a good problem. Well, on the plus side, they got more players to choose from. 
and on the downsize, it moves them up to two A. So, yeah, there is that, and, and I don't know in baseball, you know, because this is kind of the first year I've really followed it closely or trying to get better at it. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, in some sports, the bigger classes aren't necessarily tougher. Some of the some of the tougher schools are the better programs that are year in and year out, uh, big winners are in the lower levels. I don't know if baseball's that way or not, but uh, I guess we'll find Certainly out. Certainly the, the teams in the Class A level are nobody's second-place uh, finisher, are they? That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're what, – what I do remember about Iowa baseball, there's some small schools that, you know, that, that for whatever reason, that's their sport, and, and they excel in it and make it to state every year. Um Maybe you want to avoid those schools if they're in 1A. Maybe 2A is more wide open. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's been uh, – I've really been enjoying uh, going to the games, and, and I'm getting excited about the matchups. Are you? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who from Southeast Iowa is going to um, make a run in this postseason. Baseball is a tough one to do because we're used to – I don't know about you, but I'm used to the the, the major league level where uh, – you get it in the postseason, it's series. So, but baseball in high school is a one-game ordeal, and if you're not on your game, you don't advance. Um, but we've got a bunch of teams around here that are pretty good. And one we hadn't talked about too much is Mid Prairie, and I see they're uh, state ranked, and I mean way up there. I think they're two or three. And, yeah. Uh, so I got to do some more digging this week and, and see who's uh, who's the cream of the crop here uh, across all the classes in Southeast Iowa. State Prairie sent some or mid prairie sent some kids to the special uh olympics or whatever and, and they kicked it i mean they, they kicked butt up there too so i mean it just i i wouldn't take i wouldn't i don't think there's anything that mid prairie isn't somewhere in the top of the state at is there i don't think so and and, you know, surely it's not that way every single year uh, with turnover of athletes and students, you know. But um, they, they generally have had a long history of success. And I've noticed this year since we started this thing back in, in the fall in, in football, they really came on during the football season. And I didn't know that this was going to be a one of their better teams. It was hard to say coming off of last year with, uh, you know, COVID seems to be kind of totally, uh, you know, in, in the – in the past for us. So we're back to normal numbers and, and all that stuff. It seems like with all the sports, so it was hard to predict, but they came on strong. And then the same cast of characters goes, you know, with a, with a little bit of help in the basketball season and has that incredible year. Now they roll into soccer, same deal. Now they're rolling into baseball. It's the same, you know, they're state ranked again in this sport. You know, I, I didn't think about that, but that had to hurt your just basic timing, your basic rhythm, your, your fielding, you know, just, by missing a year, you know, I mean, yeah. even yeah. if it was a couple of years ago, you know what I mean? You'd have just, you'd have just been, uh, had that much more experience. You sure, they sure did lose a lot of, uh, a lot of experience time. I think it did hurt a lot of programs going through this, you know, whatever two year, uh, deal with the COVID. Um, some, some schools skated right through it. Washington's football team last year seemed to really, uh, excel during where other schools maybe were struggling with numbers and things like that. And, uh, it's just the way, it, but now things seem to be back to normal and uh, we got uh, full rosters and all that stuff. And it's great to see. And yeah, mid prairies, uh, man, what a, what a year this class is going to have to look back on some good memories, you know? Well, well mid prairies, excellent. Uh, I'm hearing uh, about a new London team that seems to just be stacked. To the, oh yeah. 
Yeah. But Jesus helped him. <laughs> you got uh, a great team in Burlington, I'm hearing, and Fort Madison's mm-hmm. got a pretty quality team. Fairfield seems to have some uh, some pretty solid hitting and pitching. So, uh, is there anything out there that you're looking at? Any teams that uh, we we got to get on a schedule to go see? Now that you mentioned uh, the New Londons and, and the Fort Madisons, uh, Burlington as well, um, yeah, that, I tend to kind of turn my eye more towards these schools up in the northern part of our, our corner because I live closer to them. But, yeah, we'll have to look ahead in the schedule and see when uh, some of these schools are going to be playing up up closer to us. And Yeah, when they're, when they're getting in, chances. when they're getting close to us, we need to be getting there. Uh, Coach Crawford's invited us to come see the Sigourney Kyoto game in Sigourney. He wants to. Yeah. I uh, told him. I says that might not be too uh, too hard to arrange. I don't. No, think, that's not. That's not too far to go. I don't and, think uh, we'll have to bend Scotty's arm very hard to come see that one. Yeah, I, I like. I like that. Uh, I've got some fond memories of those communities that date back to before I even lived in Iowa, and that's a long story. Maybe I'll tell it someday. But um, yeah, that'd be cool, and uh, it'd be nice to see the the rematch and see if the Kyoto kids. Uh, have a little chip on their shoulder because you know that game didn't go the way they wanted to there in Kyoto. No, they 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 got a, they definitely have a chip. They just you know they they've won almost every game since then and they've played pretty yeah. stellar since then. I mean, I, I think they were they played four games last week. They won three of them, but I do think that there's a, a something on the back burner there that they were. But you know what? It's easy to you know like sometimes a player gets traded from one team to another and he's so jazzed up to to you know, show his old team that he's tight, that he's, you know, and it, it doesn't always work out, but. Uh, yeah, that's baseball, you know, it, and it doesn't take much to snowball on you either. You, a few errors. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, 10 runs are on the board. In baseball, the, the beautiful thing about baseball is there's always that next at bat. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter if you struck out or you popped out or whatever, or it doesn't matter that you hit the the ball on the nose and it went right in the first baseman's glove. You know, I mean, it, it's just, there's always that next, that next at bat, you know, to look forward to. Yeah. And it's a game of rallies. And and so one team rallies and you get your club back in the dugout and you, you say, Hey, now it's our turn and, and guys buckle down and you've seen it a million times. It's one of those sports that can, that can turn in an inning. And uh, I think that's what makes it kind of exciting. Well, is there anything else before we wrap it up? Hey, I saw um, our defensive player of the year in football, Jonah Clark from Waco, signed on with uh, Loris College up in Dubuque. So he's going to go on to, looks like, play football up there and uh, be interested to see how his college career goes. So congrats to him. I saw that Max Wheaton uh, got a workout with the Hawkeyes and the Nebraska Cornhuskers last weekend. Yeah, and I believe he's already been courted pretty hard by uh, Iowa State previous to those uh, schools. So, you know, that that kid's got a lot of athletic ability and he's got that prototypical size and we're living in a time where tight ends are a hot commodity. So I hope he catches uh, onto that and, and uh, does some big things with it. Well, I got to interview him uh, at the golf tournament, the conference golf tournament, and uh, he's a fine kid. You know what I mean? He, he's a fine person as he is an athlete. Yeah, and you know, for all the for all of the uh, the bad things that people say about the youth of today, I I'm sorry, but I run into that a lot. I run into a lot of those kind of kids, and you know, they're in the gym, they're uh, you know at, at places you go visit to eat or, or whatever. Um, 
my own kids even you know they yeah, they irritate me from time to time but th- there's a lot of good youth out there and it's good to see there's a lot of hope for the future um, it, it, it gives you a lot of hope doesn't it you know because if yeah. you just watch tv you think the the youth of our nation have uh, are lost and have no direction and uh, there's almost no hope for the future but then you you visit with the max wheaton you talk to with that bo schultz i think is his name over in sigourney that we talked to you I talked to this uh, kid that's, uh, I can't remember his name, but he, he got a, he was from Mount Pleasant. He got a scholarship and he went to Iowa Wesleyan. I, I was so impressed with that kid. Uh, I talked to the center for uh, Sigourney last year in football, him and a, a kid from Pekin. They, they've joined the national guard. They've already been to basic training. They're on their way to, uh, they're on their way to AIT. They're going to be a, a fuel specialist. We're going to fuel transport specialists. Uh, and then yesterday, um, I go to, I go to mass. They have this special mass in Richland because a kid that, uh, I used to watch as a, uh, altar boy give his first mass as a priest. And then, and there was a kid from Brighton there too, that had just a week before become a priest. You know what I mean? And there was, I mean, yeah. there's like 300 people there at the church to support that. And because he could, I guess, when you become a priest, you can have your first uh, mass anywhere you want it to be. Okay. And uh, actually the, the church in Richland and Brighton have combined and there just isn't hardly any, I mean, in Pleasant, East Pleasant Plain. And so there isn't really a lot of, that, that church isn't really open, but they opened it up for, for him because that's what he wanted to do. And it was, uh, you know, and just to see, you know, it takes six years, the seminary study to become a priest and for... I just, you know, all I'm saying is that that's a, a, a some we have some fine young men here in Southeast yeah. Iowa, don't we? It's impressive, and and uh, I listened to that interview you did with the two young men that are that are going into the military, and, and yeah, it's just more of the same. Like you said, the news, yeah, you know, negative news sells. I get it, but if a person only locks into that, doesn't get out and about, and actually mingle with their communities or whatever, they believe that uh, there's nothing but doom and gloom and that's really not the case there's there's a ton of great young people out there doing great things and they're going to go on to do great things and you know that's what i prefer to focus on i'm glad uh, you made this podcast so we can kind of shine a light on some of that yeah and i think that that's what we're doing you know uh the the national news or the mainstream news has this saying if it bleeds it leads you know but uh you know, like you say, I don't know. I always went to church as a kid, and the, at the end of mass, the church, the, the the priest always said something that really stuck out to me. He said, "Go forth and spread the good news." He yeah. never said, "Go forth and tell about everybody's uh, crap." You know, so I think that's what we're doing here, Scott. That's what we're trying to do, isn't it? That's what I want to focus on. Uh, negativity doesn't do anybody any good, so why not uh, focus on some positive stuff and. Uh, and and have a good time doing it so i'm all about it well you've been listening to this week in high school baseball sponsored by henshaw trailers of richland iowa if you need a stock trailer or a horse trailer you, you need an enclosed trailer or a low boy trailer gooseneck trailer any trailer needs you need you're going to need to get it talk to corwin henshaw who was actually a, a salesman of the year just recently for uh one of the brands of trailers that he sells. He was the, not just the Iowa salesman of the year, but the United States salesman of the year for the entire company. 
you know, uh, just uh, without the 74 years of experience that, that Corwin has, you wouldn't be able to get trailers. And we sure wouldn't be able to talk about baseball, football, or basketball, would we, Scotty? You said it, buddy. So, Corwin Henshaw, we salute you. High school kids, we salute you. And high school coaches, we admire you. And uh, thanks for listening. Each week we'll try to talk to a few coaches and uh, put you out something to get your mind on what's going to be happening this week in baseball. Thanks for listening.